I've seen the pendulum swing from side to side. Anybody else relate? Not only in the style of what we sing and how we sing it, you know, going from a piano and organ to all this cool stuff. I mean, that, that's a big swing, right? But uh, another swing I've seen over the years is, is from we're only, you know, the worship service is the only time all week that we worship, and we don't hardly even use that word then. I mean, literally, we never used the word worship when I was growing up, unbelievable, at least in my culture where I was. We just never said it, except in context with a worship service. Oh, that's a big swing over. Now, like, everything's worship, worship. It's all worship. Everything's worship. And it is. Shoo, swing way over here. Can I bring us back just a little bit? Not trying to go back over there. I'm trying to rein us in just a little bit. Because here's the thing. If I wake up every day and go, well, I'm worshiping. Yep, I'm worshiping. Hey, I'm worshiping. I'm worshiping. I may or may not actually be worshiping. And since it's such a big deal to know whether we're worshiping or not, we need, to, we need to figure that out, right? I mean, worship is a big deal we've already established. So don't just aloofly assume things that may or may not actually be true. We need to go to God's Word to know the answer. So I want you to look over to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. I'm going to unplug this and move this over. So. Somebody look up John chapter 4. Uh, we're not going to read all of that. We don't have that kind of time. Okay, but I want you to I want you to look at what Jesus said there in John chapter four. Okay, um, especially when he's talking to the, the the woman at the well. Right, remember the story. He's talking to the woman at the well, and uh, and he and she brought up about worship. Uh, it probably, honestly, more as a distraction because she she got tired of being told about her life. She said, "Hey, what about these this worship? We worship this way. How do you worship?" You know. So she kind of got into that part, and 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 he he jumped right on that. And uh, here's what I want you to see, uh, beginning with verse 19. Sir, the woman said, "I can see that you are a prophet." Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Sounds, I don't know how sincere she was with that, but that was a great question. And Jesus picked right up on it, and he said, Woman, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship. Remember this next part? How will they worship? There's a time coming when the true worshipers will worship in and in truth. Right. Okay. For they are the kind, this is important, they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Now, this is the verse I want you to notice right here. Say this out loud with me, please. For God is spirit. Say it loud, please. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I was on Gunnersville Lake. You folks probably know where that is. Uh, one of my favorite spots. And uh, I was uh, there in the park uh, along the trail right in front of the high school. And uh, it's just me and the ducks and a few people walking by every once in a while. And I was in this passage trying to figure this out. Because... As I'd mentioned, worship's a really big deal. Jesus only taught on worship three times, so we better really perk up on when he did teach about it. Better get what he's, whatever there is to be got. And to be honest, there's so much depth in there, I still don't get it all. So whoop. You ever feel that way about some things? Like, yeah, uh-uh, I don't get that. 
Well, I don't get it all, but between the ducks and I, we got part of it. And it took me like four or five hours just pacing back and forth right there. But I want to share with you some things that, that, that I feel like for me, at least personally, were a breakthrough for me that day. And this is so simple. You're going to tell you, it took you that long to get that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But when I got it, I got it. So the first requirement, there, there, there are three, uh, I think, three requirements for an authentic worship experience. How do we know if we're worshiping? How do we know? Number one, if we're going to worship, it must be led by the Spirit. Led by the Spirit. Now, I know that's a subjective idea. Oh, not really. You, you, you know if it's the Spirit with a capital S, because often the Spirit will challenge you to do things you wouldn't want to do without faith. Amen? And his spirit bears witness with your spirit. So you're walking with the Lord on a daily basis. Not that, not that you're infallible. Never think that. That's pride. That, that'll, 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 that'll turn into a little less real quick. But walk in humility every day saying, Lord, I want to walk in your spirit. You know, that's how it works. Adrian Rogers, I mentioned his name because he was such an influence in my life growing up. Uh, he talked about, he has this whole book called The Secret of Supernatural Living that rocked my world when I was in college. It was amazing. And one of the things he talks about in there is the importance of, of acknowledging and asking God to fill us. Now, now salvation, always saved, I believe that. Uh, but this, this filling of the Spirit thing, I mean, we leak, <laughs> let's be honest, you know. And we have to be filled. It literally means in Ephesians chapter 5, to be filled with the Spirit, it says, it literally means be being filled. Keep on being filled. So I may have been filled last year. Remember, remember that retreat you, you went on and, whoa, that was awesome. I was so filled. You got, went back home and you leaked. You leaked out some of that, right? Can you relate? Okay, the Holy Spirit fills us with himself, not because he's inadequate to stay strong in our lives. It's because we let the flesh. I, I, I used to sing a song, more of you, more of you, more of you. That's really not a very good theologically sound idea. I don't need more of him. I got all of him. I, he didn't come in little pieces. Didn't work that way. We get all of him. What we need is less of me. Because me gets in the way. So we ask you, Lord, fill me, which means I'm dying. That's what Adrian Rogers said. First of all, if you want to be filled with the Spirit, die to yourself. Get out of the way. Say, Lord, I can't make myself die. I, I'm not capable of pulling it off by your grace. I'm dying to myself right now. Do you do that every day? Paul did. He said, daily I die. I die daily. You, you, you got to do it. And, and I, I dare you, if you're physically able, kneel and do it. It does a death blow to your flesh. Your flesh hates it when you do that stuff. It's like, what are you doing kneeling? Man, you're, you're, look at you. You're cool. What are you doing? You're, you're messing with me. Yeah, I'm messing with you because you will not reign and rule in my life. You will not. I will kneel and I will submit to my God. Die to yourself. First, die to yourself. Then, simply say, and there's no magical words, it's not like that, but, but simply say, basically, Lord, I thank you that you're filling my life today. You know, lightning doesn't strike, you know, it's not, whoo, it, the angels don't sing. It doesn't work that way for me, at least. But I know when I stand back up, and I, like Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, and I start to walk out into the world, 
I'm walking with him and me. Amen? I had this preacher come to our church when I was a child, um, and, uh, and he was excited. Man, not, not Clayton Shaw, another one. This guy was another one of those, just never seen someone so bubbly and excited before. And one of the things that he, that he said is, he said, even when you're in school, and when I was in school, I listened, you know, he said, when you're in school, if you're a student, you're in school, you pray, God, fill me, help me, Lord, today to walk with you. And then you walk down that hallway and you walk like a Christian. Well, see, I didn't know. I was a 12-year-old kid. So I thought there must be a certain way you're supposed to walk. So, so I was trying to figure out how do you do that. There's no certain way you walk down a hall. You just simply walk in the power of the Spirit and you let God shine through you. That's the power of the Spirit. Oh, yes, we can know if we're led. Don't let anyone lie to you and tell you you can't know, really. Oh, yes, you can. I promise you I know when I'm not filled. <laughs> it ain't fun. So I'm walking back and forth, pacing back and forth at the lake that day. And there's a few people walking past and I'm talking to myself. Yeah, I know crazy people do that too. But, but I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, I'm so determined. I'm in, my, I'm in this world, a little world. And, 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 and I go, okay, I see the spirit part. I get that we got to be led by the spirit. I get that. All right, all right. What else? Oh, there's another one. The next one is truth. What is that? What is that? Well, the truth is what sets us free? Who is the truth? Number one, Jesus is the truth. Number two, how has he expressed it? How do we, where is our source of truth? It's a real obvious question. Hmm? Where? The word, but yet why don't we get in it more? Oh yeah, I know it's the word, but we don't read it. There's a study that just came out and, and I posted it, I've shared it on, online. I mean, people aren't reading the Bible anymore. It's so rare. I can't believe that. It's like, I can, you know how much I like to eat? I really like to eat. In fact, I'm getting hungry now, to be honest with you. I'm not planning to skip my meal inadvertently. Oh, gee, I, I totally forgot about eating today. I have never done that. Oh, gee, eating, that's it. I missed it. How is it that we have spiritual food sitting right in front of us and we don't partake of it? Is that How? How can we possibly go through a day, it, it, at least a week, without reading God's word? It's nourishment to our souls. We say it's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. Truth, truth, truth. But we don't read it. And we don't take it in and chew on it and let it become a part of us. I'm not trying to beat you up. I'm beating myself up. I struggle with it too. Billy Graham's the only guy in the world that's like never missed a Bible reading. D dude, did you never, literally never miss one day of Bible reading? I mean, he said that he's like 80 years old or 90 years old. So I've never missed a could you maybe miss one day? It'd make me feel better. <sighs> but the rest of us, let's be honest, we struggle. But don't let that be an excuse for your future. Maybe that's your past. Don't let your future look like that. We have to walk in truth. Don't go making it up. Oh, I had myself a wonderful prayer time. I did a little prayer walk in and, oh, Lord, and I just had a good time. Oh, good. Did you ever read the Bible while you were at it? Or did you just go to come make up stuff? If you never bring it back to truth, that's how cults are made. Amen? You know, that's how you come up with stuff that's erroneous and crazy. So here I am. I'm, I'm walking back and forth, and it's, I've been there so long, the sun is going down. And I look over, and I see this beautiful sunset across the... You guys have been there, right? You know the lake? It's not that far from here. It's gorgeous. You got Smith Lake, though. So, you know, anyway, you, you got plenty of lake. But Gunner's Lakes, sunsets, amazing. So I look up and I see this awesome sunset. And immediately I say, 
Wow, look at that sunset. Thank you, Lord. And as soon as it came out of my, my mouth, I thought, oh, Lord. Why did I say that? What prompted me to say that? Was that a purely out of habit? No, I mean, I, w- I wanted to say that at that moment. Why did I say that? Because I'm in this moment of, and my worshiping is, what is worship? Okay, I'm going, only God could, because could, by the way, worship always is initiated by the Lord. We've got to remember that. He's the one that initiates our worship. Sorry with, ha. It's his spirit inside of us that even, we can't even worship God without him. That's how much we need him. So I know that that the letter of the spirit thing, I mean, I'm sensing that I'm trying to be led of the spirit. And clearly what I did was an honoring thing to God. So I think that's checked. But why else would I say that? I mean, there were a hundred other people around the lake that day. It was a beautiful day. A lot of people out on the lake. And there's probably some other guys that that said the same thing I did. Wow, look at that sunset. But they did it with this big... uh, thing in their hands, <laughs> uh, you know, some alcoholic beverage. And hey, look at the sun. Wow, that's awesome. So what made my experience maybe different from theirs? That's a really good question. Did they worship also? What was different about their experience and mine? We both acknowledged the same sun. I said, thank you, Lord. They maybe didn't. But why would I think in my potential arrogance that what I did was worship? Here's why. I believe so. Because not only what I believe is motivated by the Spirit of God, which is what true worship is, but secondly, you know what I thought when I saw the sun? I thought about Psalm 19.1. The heavens declare the glory of God. I'm not worshiping the sun. I'm not worshiping the sun. Ooh, that sun. Let's bow down to that. People do that. I'm not worshiping the sun. I'm worshiping the God that made the sun. Let me give you number two. Not only do you need to be led by the Spirit, number two, you need to be motivated by truth. If your worship's not motivated and supported by the Word of God, I don't mean you need to quote it every time. <laughs> I just happen to know Psalm 19.1. You don't have to know that. But what you're coming up with in your brain, is it foundationally scriptural? Because if it's not, if it's not informed, motivated by Scripture, you better check it. It may or may not be a worship moment. We can worship our version of God, but it doesn't make it worship. Not true worship. You can hold up your can to the sun and call it worship. Oh, it is, but it's not godly, acceptable worship. Number, there's a third time though. Okay, so I'm thinking, look, I've led way too many times in church to feel like we're done yet. There's gotta be more to it than that. So all we gotta do is show up, be led of the spirit, throw out some truth, and we're gonna have worship. Does it really work that way? Come on, you leader people, you think so? I just didn't think so. So I kept looking and I kept looking and I kept looking and I finally saw what was so amazingly obvious. I just didn't see it at first. The first two are clear, spirit and truth, get that. But there's something else Jesus communicated that I overlooked. Here's what he said. In the verse he said, those who worship must worship in spirit and truth. Oh. So by inference, there are those who will not worship. Now, those who do must worship in spirit and truth, but then there are those who what? Who will not. You know what the third characteristic requirement is for authentic worship? It must be allowed by the individual. Do you believe 
that just coming into this big room and this beautiful room and this beautiful stuff that they got and how good it looks and how it sounds, do you think this automatically means we're all worshiping God? Does it? No. Now, listen, I know we don't know their faces. We don't know, we don't know their heart. I mean, we only see what we see on the outside. So well, they may be worshiping, but I can tell you this, that we don't always know. I mean, no matter what we do, we can't tell for sure. But ultimately, if that individual person doesn't say, I'm going to worship God, that's not worship. You've got you to say, I'm bowing to you. Now, I wasn't taught that. I thought just get in here and everybody get together and, and all the, everybody's worshipers. I don't think so. Those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. So what does that mean for us worship leaders? Because that's what I was thinking. I mean, I, the sun was almost down by now, but I was thinking, okay, how does that apply to us as worship leaders? Because that's ultimately what we're trying to figure out here uh, and how we lead other people more effectively. Okay. If an authentic worship experience it needs the spirit to be present in leading, guess what we need to be doing when we lead? And that's the next slide, I think. If we're going to lead... Others, we must, number one, lead by the Spirit. Isn't that obvious? <laughs> well, hey, Joshua, running sound? I mean, dude, you're back there praying. You know, I mean, you're saying, Lord, help me. Because you still need His Spirit. It doesn't matter where we are. We're still leading others. If you're operating a camera. In Wyoming, there's this lady operating a camera. And <laughs> I look back and she's raising her hands like... Are you doing the camera? You raise your hand. I mean, she was into it. And so I don't recommend that. But because your worship is your service. So please stay focused. <laughs> so, but the one thing I love about it is that you, everybody in this helping leadership is all plugged into the same source. Or we should be. If we're all led by the same spirit, we won't get stupidly chaotic and crazy and confused. We'll all be going in the same direction. Have you ever been leading and Chuck will change something? He's like, what is Chuck doing? That is not in the schedule. Chuck, you wouldn't do that probably, but no, no. Brandon's looking around going, I'm just taking notes from Chuck. Whatever Chuck does is what I'm doing. But see, they're the leaders in the room at the moment, right? So we're following them. So that's part of the leadership, whether we <clears throat> like it or not. You know, we're just following, you know. <laughs> but if we're praying to the same God and we've come in there saying, Lord, I'm dying to myself. I just want to be used today. We won't get so quickly upset about it. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't look so pious. You know, you've all felt that. I have. Like, what are they changing? What's going on? Look, they don't, God is not privy to show you everything and they're not privy to do it either. When David is leading. Now, I know David is the exception. David is not like that. Probably. No, actually, I know David, and he's like me. He, he loves to be, uh, you know, just led of the Spirit. And sometimes that frustrates us. But it's important that we follow along and trust. Okay. The second thing is, okay, not only are we led by the Spirit, and that just means trying to be sensitive to what God is doing and be prayed up and ready. But the second thing is, what are we going to do with the truth thing? What are we going to do with that? If, if they're only going to worship, if they're motivated by truth, if that's ultimately what, how we worship, then shouldn't we be proclaiming Scripture? Doesn't that make sense? Isn't that the truth we need to proclaim? Now, I don't mean we literally quote Scripture the whole service, but we could use a little bit more of it. Let's be honest. But I think more, even more than that, our songs are clearly scriptural songs. 
Our testimonies are, are founded with scriptural understanding of what we're sharing. And our messages and everything is all based on scripture because it's God's word that changes people. Do you really believe that? If we really believe that, then let's be about the business of figuring out how to communicate it. Proclaiming scripture. The th now, 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 don't show the next one yet because I, I want to see if anybody can guess it because they did. They guessed it in Wyoming. It's like, okay. But it took me hours to get here. Literally, I went back home. It had already gotten dark. I gave up. And I couldn't get the third one. I just couldn't get it. Wasn't, just didn't get it. So it was like the next day, I'm walking around my front yard trying to figure it out. I'm kind of dramatic like that. But, and then it hit me. It's like, really? Then I felt really, really kind of, uh, mm, you know, it didn't feel very intelligent because it was so obvious. So let me ask you, well, what do you, what do you, what do, you do with this allowed by the individual part? Because I'll tell you what I want to do. Can I get really honest with you? <clears throat> See, they got me boxed in, which is smart. That way I can't jump down so easily. But I really just want to jump down, not with you guys. Y'all are awesome. But on any given Sunday morning, sometimes I just want to run over there and shake them. Yeah, sing. What's wrong? Have you ever felt that way? Come on, surely you have, right? Okay, I was thinking, am I the only one? Yes, I just was. How that is how I, now I've grown up a little bit, thankfully. But that's how I tend to be. You can't make them worship. What's that old saying? You can bring a horse to water, but you can't. You can't make them drink. You can't make them worship. So if it's allowed of the individual, and we don't know what's going on in their hearts, so we always got to remember: don't know, don't know, don't know what God's doing. But ultimately, even if we did know, we can't make them worship. So what can we do? Good. Takes you a little while too. That's good. I'm telling you, what, we, what have we been talking about? You can pray for them. I get up here and I get so focused on the music or focused on something and, 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 and I forget to pray for the people. It's important. Pray for the congregation. Now I want you to stop right now. Because how many people in the room, I, I've never have asked this question, I need to. How many people in the room actually stand up here in some capacity at some point, um, and maybe on, on your rotation basis, however you do it, and you actually stand up here and you look out there? How many people do that? M many of you? Many of you? Not, not, you know, in your own church, not here, literally, but in your church. Okay, many of you? How many people are more on the tech side? You're more in the background, folks. I got a few of those. I got some people in the back right now. <laughs> I know, I know you are. You're raising your hand. Um, you guys may not, uh, 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 well, actually you may, because, you know, you're the ones that people tend to, every time something doesn't work, even if I'm the one messing you up, and I usually I am the one. I was the one that messed up that slide on the last song, I um, mean, the last set. That was my fault, Karen, not yours. But, uh, but yet they, they tend to look around to you, don't they? <laughs> they want to blame you for it. What's wrong? What's happening back there? <laughs> so I think you can relate from that standpoint, that, uh, that we all... Um, that we've all led people and we, you know, in a capacity where they're not acting or doing what we think they should. And instead of getting uh, all wrapped up in that and getting frustrated, what we need to be doing is praying for them. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to stop where you, what we're doing right now. I'm going to stop talking. And I just want you to think about, look around your room from your perspective, wherever it is. Okay, and I want you to look around. Maybe from back there, you, you know, what you see a lot of times are cell phones, don't you? 
You see some cell phones out. Oh, yeah. I know. I've been back there. A lot of cell phones out. All right. So from your perspective, I want you to pick out one or two faces right now. You may or may not know their names. I hope you do. But if you don't, it's okay. But I want you to pray for that person right now. That person that seems to be checked out most of the time, that person that frustrates you to death because they don't seem to engage, or maybe they just have a pan, you know, a deadpan look. Would you pray for them right now? Stop right now and pray for them. 